0: Uh, today's guest, Lisa, she is all into geocaching and she went from having a open membership model to a closed membership model, which made her actually more money in that one launch that you know she does in a whole year. And uh, also she runs two types of membership or one that she's going to open real soon. But the first one is um, physical subscription box where they basically get a box with full content. And the second one is more of teaching people how to geocache so stay tuned for this episode have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well it really doesn't matter hi my name is ken wesker and i'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and proper launches without having to go it alone In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches, you'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ken Westgar, and this is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. And today I have Lisa with me. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Ken. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We had a little snowstorm here, but it's melting.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. Well, there's no snow here in Norway yet, so it <laughs> uh-huh. goes. That's the winter for us now these days, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. But you have quite an interesting thing going. You actually work with geocaching.
1: I do. Yeah, my main audience are geocachers, which is a high-tech hide-and-seek game, basically.
0: Okay. Is there anything you can tell me a little bit more about what specifically that means?
1: Sure. So it started back in 2000, well, 2000. So this year we'll be celebrating our 20th anniversary of the start of the game. So in that year, the U.S. military satellites were made, the the signal was made available to the common public. Uh Originally, it was clamped down just for the military use. And if you had a a handheld GPS, it would only be accurate within about three, four hundred feet or meters, about a hundred meters, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, Yeah. uh, that's pretty a big radius.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're trying to find a small thing or an address, it wasn't helpful. Yeah. So in 2000, um, our President Clinton decided to turn off turn that off. It was called a selec- selective availability. Mm. And what that did was give everybody an upgrade and we went from that 100 plus meter to you know less than a third of a meter or a foot or two for the US folks accuracy. Mm-hmm. And so a fellow near the Portland or Seattle area, decided to hide something and test it out, see how accurate it was. Mm-hmm. And he did, and he called it the um, great stash hunt
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. or something like that, yeah.
1: yeah. And posted the coordinates on a Usenet group and said, hey, folks, go out and find it. And trade items, he put things inside of this, buckets okay. that he hid in the woods and said, tell me you know, about your experiences. And within a few days, many people had found it and they were hiding their own and posting their coordinates online. And it just spawned this, this you know, fun new um, activity using a handheld GPS. Since then, it, um, later that year, it was transferred over to some other people, and they, they called it geocaching.com as mm-hmm. okay. their website. And it's really grown. And with a smartphone, there's an app for it, so you don't need all that high-tech stuff anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and I started doing it just 2002. And so a few you were years,
0: pretty out. early on,
1: I was. Yeah, I was one of the early adopters, and then I started my business providing gear to play the game in two thousand five. Oh, wow! It w- it was so new, I couldn't, you know, find stuff to use to to play the game at that time. So right. I started developing my own, and it's blossomed from there. Hmm.
0: Okay, so, I mean, like you said, today you don't really need all that, you know, tech or equipment. So. Is that business still something that you're working on or is that kind of obsolete now?
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic question. That was the reason why I started my Cash Crates, the subscription group, in the first place. Mm -hmm. In 2015, having been in business 10 years, I was really seeing the need for gear to be lessening quite a bit. Right. And sales were down. I've got a small retail store and e-commerce website. And um, I also sell my products wholesale. And then that was fluctuating too, mm-hmm. especially as the dollar, the strength or weakness of it in comparison. Right. A lot of my clients are actually in Europe that resell my products. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, you know, what about this recurring revenue? How might that? affect my business. If I just get my customer in once, and I have a lot of people over those 10 years that I'd sold to, yeah. You know, if, if they would like to get something fun and unique and a big surprise every month in the mail. And so I started studying different subscription boxes at that time and decided to launch. So yeah, I, I threw out a survey, asked people what they'd like to get, how often, mm-hmm. how much they'd like to pay for it. And within a month, I was able to put it all together. And I think I shipped to 27 people that very first month when I launched, February 2015.
0: I got to tell you, I mean, you kind of see like, well, this is the music industry as an example, you know, they kept talking about the MP3 taking over and they couldn't adapt to it and all that stuff. But here you are seeing that, you know, okay, the gear people don't need anymore. But immediately you, you start thinking about, okay, how can I? Come up with something else that you can take advantage of, and that's—I gotta say—that's pretty amazing.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, it just came to me <laughs> literally over Christmas break. I was taking a break and really scrambling trying to come up with something different for my company because mm-hmm. otherwise, I would have to close. A lot of my competitors did close.
0: Yeah, exactly. But well, you didn't because you saw a different path. So how I did? did Well, we're both in Tribe, so I know that Mm -hmm. you joined that one. At what point did you join Tribe? Just this year. Oh, just this year. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. How
0: how has that helped you, you know, kind of evolving your whole membership?
1: Amazingly, actually. (laughs) I originally joined Tribe wanting to just start building courses or a membership around Mm -hmm. education, teaching people how to geocache. Okay. And um teaching them the ins and outs of the game. And then it occurred to me about a month in, oh my gosh, I already have a subscription going. Mm-hmm. Let's dial this in much better and learn what I, I can learn. I saw Sarah Yowell Williams, I think I said her name correctly. She also runs a subscription box. Yeah. And yeah, and she talked about closing the cart and, and not allowing new members in.
0: Yeah, because up until at this point, you had it open at all times so people could just join whenever they wanted to.
1: Right. Yeah, they could come and go as, as they please.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and
1: if they canceled early, I would even, you know, refund them, of course. Okay. But my numbers were all over the place and I wasn't, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd do a push like around the holidays or something and it, it would trickle up and then it would, you know, slowly, you know, filter mm-hmm. back down. And so many people would tell me, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of the cash crates, yep. but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll join someday.
0: yeah exactly because it's open all the time so you know you can join whenever did you do any like you said you did a push through the holidays but did you do any pushes throughout the year or did you just kind of let it fly by us
1: yeah you know i would always promote it you know via my social media my facebook page or twitter when i attend geocaching events we'll vend at them and and sell our products and i'll have a little station set up to um you know where people can sign up and subscribe, and if they do, they get a, a bonus crate that day they can take home with them.
0: Okay, cool. And
1: that that worked pretty well, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it'd be five or six people coming in at a time, and so I, you know, I never went over. I think two hundred members, two hundred twenty okay. was my max at yeah. one time. Yeah, so you kind time. of
0: kept it there, and you gain mm-hmm. a few, and then lost a few, and kind of stay there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then I would trickle back down to you know one hundred forty. Yeah which is, you know, big. (laughs) And then I end up over shopping, you know? Yeah. Because I want to be sure to curate enough product for everybody because everyone gets the same thing in every crate every month.
0: Mm -hmm. What do they specifically get, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Yeah, well, it depends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's it's a new package every month I get that, but, you know. Right,
1: right. So last month we did a special crate for night caching. So for geocaching at night. And that was a really fun one. I included an ultraviolet light Mm -hmm. and an ultraviolet pen. So that's some way that some geocaches are hidden with a clue written in ultraviolet pen. And you need a special light to light up the next set of coordinates so you know what your next step is. Right. Right. Yeah. And then some reflective, special three-dimensional trail tax. So some of the concept, it's kind of like a trail of, of breadcrumbs mm-hmm. in the forest, but it's reflective tax. So you start at one set of coordinates, shine your light, and, and move on to the next set of coordinates till you find the final cash container, which will have items to trade for it, or at the very least something to sign to prove you were there. So mm-hmm. it, it's really more about the adventure than what you find.
0: Of course, of course.
1: Yeah. And what else was in there? Oh, and a bumper sticker for a car that says, I heart night cashing. Um, and mm-hmm. it was all reflective. Yeah, so, cool. And yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, for people who are doing online membership subscription and all that stuff, you know, the profit is pretty good because they don't really have that much expenses. But I mean, once you have this physical box, then you have a certain amount of expenses that needs to go out. So how do you, how do you see the profit? in terms of you doing a fiscal box.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now, especially with growing the membership. I'm able to buy in bigger bulk and get better deals. Yeah, I keep a real tight spreadsheet every month. And and now that I've got set numbers since I launched and closed the membership, yeah, I know I that can shop it. three months ahead now mm-hmm. or even more.
0: It makes everything a little bit easier, I guess,
1: It really does. Yeah. So I can stagger that and and really curate the right stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, so it makes a good monthly box. They're not all themed. This Christmas one coming that I'm shipping, actually starting today, this afternoon, we're going to be getting our European crates out today so they can have a better chance of getting there by Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And my Canadian ones too. For some reason, just shipping to Canada right now is difficult. I don't know why. It's It's two hours north of me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But gosh, I'm sorry, where was I going? So I, I run a spreadsheet to keep track of what my cost is, including shipping. And then that lets me know, you know, I know the weighted average of what I bring in every month for for the crates. Cause they they have different memberships. They can, you know, pay for oh, okay. a whole year ahead at a reduced rate. Mm. So that that monthly breakout is a little bit less. Yeah. Versus my monthly people. They pay every month at a certain rate, so I have a weighted average. So I know how much is coming in, and mm-hmm. then I know how much I'm spending, and what's left over is is my profit.
0: Nice, yeah. So let's go back to the fact that yeah. you had an open, yeah, membership at all times, and then you kind of how did you come about deciding to yeah closing it down? You talked about that, you joining tribe and all that.
1: Right, yeah. So I realized that that would be great to make it exclusive. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's a scary thing, but looking at all the positives (laughs) of, you know, what that will do for me, you know, and, and my, my customers, you know, for the launch part, it it builds that um, excitement, that exclusivity. I was also selling my over crates. You know, if I made too many of them, I was selling those individually. No more.
0: Okay. Yeah. You don't have to do that anymore.
1: No. Yeah. And what does come in the crates is exclusive just to Mm -hmm. cash crate members or at least one or two items. Some things I, of course I resell or, or they can find elsewhere, but other things are just for the, the cash crate members. And then I also got, um, I know your audience isn't is audio only, but we designed a special box.
0: It looks really cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I had a great designer. Let me back it up a little bit. Yeah.
0: Is a cardboard box basically that looks like a crate. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's for shipping. The shipping label goes right on the outside. And mm-hmm. so this is what they see when they, they get it in the mail.
0: So they know exactly what they're getting.
1: Right. Right. And something fun to, to look for. So, and then a special bill of lading that goes inside and even printed tissue paper. So it, previously it always just shipped in a plain brown box mm-hmm. with a, a stamp on it. And upping my game to this, this came out in September crates, mm. and then uh, and it just blew everybody away. And then um, they got their October crates were coming, and then I launched the end of October for closing the cart. Okay. And yeah, so I'm sorry. What was your question exactly? <laughs> I'm just wondering
0: then how did how did you come up with the fact that you wanted to close the membership? Mm.
1: Yeah. Again, it was right through Tribe and chatting with Sarah. She was, you know, helpful and respond to me in the group. Mm-hmm. And then I also got a chance to chat with her at Tribe Live too. Oh, great. Yeah. Cause she's, she launched a membership to help people build subscription boxes you know, oh. start from the ground up.
0: Right. And,
1: you know, I said, well, is this something for me? And and no, it's not because, you know, I'm more advanced. So um, she's really helping people just get, just getting started, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. I can't wait to see what, you know, her folks do. But yeah, so that was really the idea was just through working through Tribe. And I, I'd never done a big launch, you know, following the, the, the PLF, the product launch formula mm-hmm. and all the different,
0: Yeah, because all that was pretty new for you now that you decided to close everything. So how did you go about closing it? What specifically did you do?
1: Yeah, so I had emails leading up to it, literally just the week before. So I did teaser emails. We've got something coming. You know, stay tuned. We're going to be announcing something big. And that was amazing. The results I got from that was really fun. Because again, mm. Geocachers like surprises. So yeah. <laughs> I was just in time, but who doesn't really, you know? And and I've been in the business a long time. So people trust me mm. and and know that, you know, I say I've got something big coming, something big's coming. Yeah. And then I launched with a Facebook Live and using all of the, the, the scripts and the tools that we get from Tribe. hmm And multiple emails a day, well, no more than two to start. The last day I did the four, and that was really annoying for some people. Yeah. Yeah. So I launched on a Friday, technically a Thursday night. I was in a podcast for geocaching. And they allowed me to, um, I wasn't the main guest, but I was the kind of the after show guest and Mm -hmm. to talk about the launch. And I got a few members sign up that very first night. Cool. Yeah. And then I offered a, a discount, early bird discount that night and the next day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that brought in quite a few folks. Yeah.
0: Had you been communicating with the uh, email lists a lot before? I mean, obviously they're sending out some emails, I would assume, but did they get emails regularly? So they, this was a warm audience?
1: Pretty warm audience. I'd actually been working on cleaning up my audience. I had over 5,000 on my email list and I was using constant contact and I just wasn't getting results. Okay. Yeah. So I sent out emails to the people that hadn't opened up any of my emails in the last year Mm -hmm. and whoever did not respond to that one, it was a, you know, saying goodbye, Mm -hmm. basically email. And so I it hurt, but I got I deleted like two hundred, no two thousand, yeah. a little over two thousand email from my list.
0: That yeah, I can understand that that hurts because it did. I mean, you go from five thousand to three thousand people, and you know, mm-hmm. you feel like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this?
1: Right, right. But you know, they had been on my list. Maybe they yeah. weren't cashing anymore. Exactly. They snuck in for some other reason. I don't know. You know, they like bought something yeah. unrelated. And they were
0: opening your emails anyway. So, you know, right. what's the point?
1: Right. And and that will affect your email open rates, obviously, if you bring your mm-hmm. audience to people that are actually opening your emails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've been emailing really irregularly, probably six to 12 times a year. Okay. More so around when I had a promotion, you know, a holiday promotion or, or something like
0: that. Of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I do need to get back to being more regular with my email list. I moved everything to ConvertKit as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, and learning to use that and rehired my old VA. So she was helpful in getting me set up there better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's the plan to, you know, now that you got the um, closed cart, are you going to stay in touch with the audience more often now that you, so you can kind of prep people for the next launch?
1: That's a really good question. Um, yes, I intend to. I'm I'm not as good at that as I should be. I I do a geocaching question of the day on my Facebook group, mm. fairly regularly, Monday through Thursday, and and that gets pretty good engagement.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I, working with um, that implementation workshop that we had, and and thinking about content and such, you know, how I can rework that and start kind of hinting towards, you know, my next launch and the newer membership that I'll be launching um, just for teaching basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not as good as I should be is, is the short answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's always room for improvement, but you know, we, you got to learn as we go anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. let's talk some numbers on this launch. How did it go initially?
1: Yeah. So, um, I've got those right here. When I first was launching, I had about 220 members
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I got 81 new members. So that wow. brought me to 300 members
0: nice. and
1: it brought in a little over $10,000.
0: And that was just from one launch and you've been doing this, having this open car all the time. How many did you usually get throughout a year? Maybe if, if you know that number. When you had an open question. car.
1: Yeah. I don't know. No. You know, I only had 220 and I've been open over four years. So, yeah, exactly. but I, yeah, I don't, I do need I'm to. I'm just curious
0: to see if it actually that, you know, closing the car actually made you get more members than you would do an entire year with the open car.
1: Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. I've never had over 250 members. So, you know, in in just seven days, I I bumped myself up over 300 members. It was 301 at the very end.
0: Hmm. It's going to be fun to see how the next launch will have been, yeah, how that will go. I mean, you're at 300 now, so who knows? Maybe you go 400, 500.
1: I hope so. Yeah. You know, when I shut the cart down and put up the wait list, I had people emailing me, ah, you know, I... I meant to get in. I was too late. You'll just have to wait till we launch again and be sure. And I just looked last night. I have 60 people on my wait list already.
0: Wow. That's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. So it was um, October 31st was when I closed the cart.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: only been not even six weeks.
0: <laughs> and already 60 people just waiting to join.
1: Yes. Oh so I'm God. excited. I'm planning on doing a flash sale end of January mm-hmm. and to bring people in for February we're doing a special leap day promotion crate and people are excited and upset that they missed out on subscribing. So I'll probably do just a 48 hour flash sale and limit it to 50 new members. Okay. So you're limiting
0: it as well. Wow. I'm going to have
1: to. So I'm sure to get the right amount of product in.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. And then the other membership will be launching in the next month about three weeks after that.
0: Okay. So that's um, a different type of membership. What kind of membership is that?
1: Yeah. That'll be just teaching people how to geocache okay. and helping them avoid the ins and outs. So they don't make rookie mistakes and are more successful geocaching.
0: So that's an online based membership, not a Correct. physical box.
1: Right. Yeah. That'll just be, you know, mastery online. Yeah. No products to ship yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless I give them something special which will be easy enough to do.
0: Yeah. But uh, I mean, once you get them joining that membership, you know, obviously they have to join the cash grade membership as well.
1: <laughs> exactly. You got that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the plan then. So once they are more into geocaching, they're, they're going to mm-hmm. want to gear up. That's actually our, our third month of um, second or third month. And the success path is all about the gear mm-hmm. and, you know, learning how to use them. Um, tools and and things that you would want for geocaching. Right. Yeah. So so they'll get a discount.
0: Did you ever consider doing an online course versus a membership for that specific uh, membership?
1: Yeah, that was what I originally started with Mm -hmm. thinking I would just do a course and I was starting to use teachable to, um, plan a course basically and I had some outlines and a couple of pages done, but it wasn't all the way done. And and then I got sucked into stew, <laughs> <laughs> stew. <laughs> and tribe. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how well actually I do know. It was through Amy Porterfield, which is odd because I'm not a client of hers, but apparently I am a follower. Right. And so I must have clicked on something that she <laughs> sent me. And I was just drawn in by his videos mm. and it made sense because I already, I knew the power of recurring revenue. It, it's what saved my business.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, I, right now my retail sales and wholesale are, you know, a pittance compared to the the subscription and I know it's coming every month, you know, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. <laughs> our people are
1: prepaid for the whole year. Yeah. So I, yeah, I thought, this is what I should do. It needs to be a membership, not just a course. Mm-hmm. Uh, community is huge for geocaching. Yeah, I can geocaching. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is that, you know, the community, is that very local based or is it, it doesn't matter maybe?
1: Doesn't really matter. We've got a real active local group. There's many clubs. We have a statewide club. The, it's the Washington Geocaching, Washington State Geocaching Association.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And there's local chapters because um, our state's fairly large. It's mm-hmm. you know takes seven hours, eight hours to drive from tip to tip. <laughs> there's lots of other organizations regionally, and then online as well. There's a lot of Facebook groups and and websites for different groups and yeah. community. And we get together for big events. And gosh, last year we celebrated four geocaching weddings people that met through geocaching just here in Spokane.
0: (laughs) Wow, really? Yeah. Mm, Bringing people together.
1: It does. You know, it's a solitary activity. And generally, people that enjoy geocaching are a little shyer, Mm a little more introverted. But when we get together... We're all best friends. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's a very similar mindset that a lot of geocachers have. And we just enjoy, you know, caching together and, and talking about it and, and going for a hike.
0: Yeah. Can I ask you something? Um we we mentioned this before we got on, but you mentioned Pokemon. It's Pokemon Go, isn't it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit of the same concept, you know, using the mobile phone to find these Pokemons and all that stuff. Uh did you notice anything? In your business, when this came out, did it affect you in any kind of way?
1: Yeah. Interesting question. Yeah. It it was twofold, actually, the, the impact that it had. Because yeah. yes, Pokemon and geocaching are, are are similar. You use the app and you, you know, walk around and find things. Mm-hmm. And in the marketing media, a lot of people were comparing Pokemon Go to geocaching. So there was a lot of mention of geocaching, and a lot of people went, oh, what's geocaching? And, right. and looked that up and started playing that as well. Mm. And, and so it was actually quite a bump. You know, what is that? They say, you know, high water bring, raises all boats. And, and so geocaching did see a bump. But Pokemon's easier, and, and it's more appealing to the younger crowd. Where oddly, geocaching actually appeals more to middle-aged and retiree people people think it's a, a kid's game but it, it's really not kids think, enjoy it thinking but, maybe
0: family is, mm-hmm. yeah with kids yeah. maybe but yeah you're probably as right as soon
1: as they turn 12 or 13 poop you know they exactly. don't want to do geocaching cashing with their family but they're going to play pokemon
0: of course yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so i've definitely seen a drop after that first rise mm-hmm. yeah business and activity has really plummeted the last three or four years. I, plummeted isn't the right word, but no. well, plummeted drastically for a bit and, and slowly it, it's working its way back up a little bit. But right. yeah, there's an impact for yeah. sure.
0: No, that's, uh, that's pretty cool though. Yeah. So what are your next steps? Now you're planning on launching that membership. Is there something else that you have planned that you will be doing after this?
1: Ugh, <laughs> oh, I think that's enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you're going to have to launch two memberships now. So, of course, uh, it's going to be a lot of work, but uh, and maintaining them as well.
1: Exactly. Well, like I already talked about really working on my content, so I'm getting the right message to the right people. The, the challenge there is... You know, my existing audience are experienced geocachers, and I'm wanting to reach out to people that don't even know they want a geocache and yeah. teach them how to do it. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm looking at different avenues to reach a bigger audience. There, keeping my members happy for one thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's not an easy thing to do, though.
1: It's not. Yeah, it's always fun to get something in the mail that's not a bill, but mm-hmm. you know it, it, they need to be getting the value for for their money. We do have a Facebook group for the Cash Crate members, so and and that's been fairly active.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, launching the new membership, and I don't know the 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 future of my retail store. So yeah, and even my e-commerce website, I'm I'm not so sure right now. I'm yeah. going to reevaluate um, after the summer.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it could be something more like towards merchandise, maybe I don't know, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the tech thing is probably fading away at some point.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. It, like I said, it's gotten so easy to play the game, you know, that what I can offer is my knowledge and experience. Mm. And, and that has a lot of value too. So Absolutely. as opposed to putting together product and I'm excited about changing that model and spending less time and having a bigger impact,
0: mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, I think you're heading down the right path, though. I mean, like I said initially, you know, just realizing that you have to change, and you did, and you see that now. Like you said, the retail store is like this small piece of the income, and mm-hmm. the membership is just keeps growing. And, I mean, there's, you can scale this to infinity, basically.
1: I hope so. Yeah, that's my plan, my big goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah.
0: Do you have anything else you want to add to all this? I mean, to get people get going out and start geocaching, maybe?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. You know, Look up geocaching.com or um, go to our website, which is cash-advance.com. Mm-hmm. And we've got links there to help you get started. And it's just a fun thing. That the neat thing about it is it's a, really it's a choose-your-own-adventure. You can find a geocache in a parking lot on your way to get groceries or pick up the kids what have you and spend just 10 minutes doing it or you can plan there's cruises just for geocaching Oh, really so you can find a cache in every different port of call that you go on or you know a, a long trail of geocaches leading you know through a, a beautiful area um mm. it will always take you to something interesting geocaches just they're usually it's some off the beaten path places. So yeah, I highly recommend it. It's, it's hiking with a goal.
0: <laughs> well, we'll put the, um, uh, the, um, URLs in the show notes so people can uh, look it up and learn a little bit more about it.
1: Well, that'd and, be great. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, oh, thank and you I, got, yeah. I have two more
1: URLs if I could share them yeah, with you. Please do. Yeah. So cashcrate.com.
0: Yeah. That's the yeah. subscription box.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I just pur- purchased cachingleague.com. Ooh. And that will be the the new membership. I did a founding member launch on that last summer. And um, it's the the League of Extraordinary Geocachers.
0: <laughs> yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. And it, it's a little too long. Yeah. It was perfect for founders. And I've got about 27 folks that have been, we've been working through the the content that I want to, provide for people so that'll be coming soon so that's cachingleague.com
0: awesome i'll put that up in the show notes as well thank you so much for joining the show and telling us a little bit more about geocaching and uh i really hope that your both of your memberships are going to just take it to the next level and take over so basically i want you to shut down the retail store just focus on the membership that's what we want <laughs> for you <laughs>
1: That works for me. You know, I'm only open by appointment only. So I don't have to staff hours here. And, and actually the background that is behind me used to be my retail rack. I took that down and yeah. um, and it's become my recording studio. Um, this is much more fun. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> for sure. So thank you.
0: Thank you. All right, people. That's it from uh, Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast today. So we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.